If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. from my nostrils. I need to hear a promo for Frank Morano, the other side of midnight with uh, William Shatner. I really need that. More clutter to keep me from coming back on the air. Come on, let's get right down to it. I got to make up for what our Cracker Jack news team failed to do, which was to flesh out their number one story. They were talking about the need to regulate rules pertaining to lithium-ion batteries because of the 400 fires caused by these batteries in New York City in the last four years, leading to 12 of our fellow residents perishing in the blaze. They didn't give you any background information. They're so ephemeral. They failed to do the deep dive. So let me do that for you. This is what... uh, the fire commissioner in battle this year is Laura Cavanaugh wants to do. She'll be joining Sid Rosenberg on uh, Wednesday at 7.40. But she wants to prohibit the sale of batteries for mobility devices that are not listed by a nationally recognized testing laboratory or approved organization. Yeah, go ahead, knock yourself out. It's like uh, shutting down the illegal weed stores, the pop-up stores. You fail to do that, you're going to fail to do this. She wants to seize imported devices at the ports that fail minimum industry standards, levying penalties against manufacturers who create hazardous products and seeking additional recalls of unsafe products. Never going to happen. These cargo containers are dug deep into the belly of the ships coming from Red China. They pass through the Straits of the Verrazano into the Arthur Kill, the Kill Van Cull. And to the largest port in the United States, the port of Newark and Elizabeth, only 1% of the containers ever get checked. And it's mostly not for lithium-ion batteries, but rather for drogas. And then lastly, they want this inept New York City sheriff, you rang Anthony Miranda, appointed upon the recommendation of the corrupt... Oh, Hiram Montserrat, who went to jail for political corruption by his very dear Kumbadichich and friend Eric Adams. They want to depend on the New York City Sheriff's Office to actually seize the improperly stored and charging lithium-ion batteries and e-mobility devices in several businesses throughout the five boroughs. They can't even uh, shut down the illegal weed shops. Come on. All this is going to do is create more corruption in which the uh, owners of these uh, retail establishments are going to wine, dine, and pocket line the sheriff's department. 
which infamously has always been there to get their Eschiaro, their lettuce sandwiches. And by the way, the biggest problem here is, what do you need an e-bike for? I just got hit by one on 86th Street off of Central Park West. Why not make them pedal? Pedal the damn bicycles instead of sitting there, their tush, right on the seat, whether they're riding uh, saddle style or they're riding in a manly manner. Make them pedal their bicycles. But what does that bring us to? The man who never, never can ever seem to uh, enact any action approach to the words that pour from his lip. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, was in church yesterday, continuing to double down before Black Baptist congregation of how God saw something in him. God reached down and anointed him. God said that he would be the next mayor. And I guess I wasn't available for a call, or maybe God forgot my cell phone number or just decided to diss and dismiss me. But in this case, there was no equity, absolutely no equity. It was all in favor of the mayor whose complexion is his protection. Eric Adams, who says he's godly, although late at night up at the Zero Bond Club, where anything that goes there stays there, in the most ungodly fashion, God is left on the outside. But the rest of the time, God is walking by the side of Eric Adams. God is talking to Eric Adams. I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't that God saw something in me. I am the most imperfect, most perfectly imperfect human being. I am here. Not because I'm the smartest, not because I'm the brightest. I'm here because in all my heart, I believe that it's an Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this. Oh, notice how he conflates this, the beginning of Purim, the two-day festival in which Queen Esther saved the Jews from Haman. The person who wanted to wipe them out. Remember that? Yeah, I know the story. I, I had uh, uh, Noam Laden and Rabbi Joe Potashnik. They wanted to borrow my red beret, my red sateen jacket, and dress up like a guardian angel for the Purim, for the Purim holiday. Later on, you're going to hear in the Sid rap out, Sid Rosenberg didn't even know it was Purim. That BLT Jew, you know what that means, bacon, lettuce, and tomato a man who would much rather have been birthed an Italian stallion with a crucifix around his neck. Anyway, we'll get to that momentarily. So apparently God anointed Eric Adams to be the Mashiach for the city of New York. Again, I don't know how to get into this pipeline. Maybe, ladies and gentlemen, at some time when I meet and greet you, you can tell me how. I know that Bush 43 did it. He said he had conversations with God. I guess God told them there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Well, guess what? There were none. And then, of course, Ted Cruz, who claims that he ran for president in 2016 because he was commanded by God to do that. Love these guys who claim that they have conversations with God. If they weren't elected officials, they would be diagnosed as being schizophrenic, imagining that they're having conversations with God. And then I would say, but which God? Is it J.C.? Is it Hashem? Is it Krishna? Is it Buddha? Is it Allah? 
Which God are you walking with and talking to? But then in front of this black Baptist congregation, Eric Adams said he's scared that he's not scared, whatever the hell that means. This is an important time. And I I say it over and over again when I wake up. It scares me that I'm not scared. I, I just, I do not wake up one day uh, believing, as mommy would say, baby, you got this. You know, New Yorkers, we got this. We got this. So he asked for his mommy, which means he's a mama Luke of scaredy pants. And he lies like all politicians lie. At the beginning of this uh, segment, it says, Curtis Lee, a politician who says, trust no politician, because they all lie. It's dependent on the degree of lies, from the most egregious to George Santos, to those that you would say embellish, exaggerate, uh, fib, uh, tell little white lies. fact is, they all lie. And in this case, Eric Adams, we know his lie. He says he's not afraid of anything, but he's afraid of rats. And by, by the way, we're looking here at the calendar he announced on December 7th. He was appointing a rat czar. Tomorrow will be March 7th, the second day of Purim. And still no rats are. That's four months later. Again, proving that he is like Hamlet because he is the epitome of inaction in so many ways. Then again, here was Eric Adams yesterday from the bully pulpit of a black Baptist church saying that the creator could have abandoned him many times the creator has so many times to leave me so many times to abandon me Uh, but she has not (laughs) she was he listening to Ariande Grande who has sung the song that God is a woman was he just trying to be so politically correct again The epitome of inaction in so many ways, always trying to satisfy everybody, never naming and shaming anybody. And then he went on to say that this is a Shakespearean tragedy. Hmm, I've already labeled him Hamlet. Let's see what else he has to say. They only know people that look like them, talk like them, eat the same food, do the same things. That is a Shakespearean tragedy, an anti-Christopher Columbus theory, believing if you leave your intellectual thought process, you're going to fall off some type of globe or planet. No, expand the beauty of this diversity. This city is so diverse. Hmm. Hold on a second. First of all, it sounded like he was uh, on speed at that very moment. And then he said something there, Lou, that I failed to quantify. Something about an anti-Christopher Columbus theory. Hold on a second. There I was, replacing Sid Rosenberg, the missing and action Sid Rosenberg, who says he so values the fact that he lives in the Irish Riviera, the Rockaways, Right next to Rockaway Beach and the Pond Cities in Bell Harbor and down the road from Breezy Point. He was not at the St. Patrick's Day Parade this past Saturday that begins the season of 2,852 St. Patrick's Day Parades all throughout March. I had to substitute and I had to be confronted 
by a fellow classmate of mine. That's right, 68 years old himself. His name was Frederick Cole. He had gone to St. Matthew's Elementary School, taught by the Josephite nuns, the Irish nuns, whose retirement home is out in Brentwood. But at that time, they were teaching us. And he remembers Sister Ruth, our first grade teacher, who told us that it was not Christopher Columbus who discovered the New World. If we were to write that down on our test papers, we would be marked incorrect. We would have to put down St. Brendan the Navigator. He confronted me right out there on Newport and 126th Street. I can't say I remember him, but he certainly remembered me because I said to Sister Ruth, I can't say that. It's Christopher Columbus. If I go back to Canarsie to my Supreme Cuisine Cousins and I say that St. Brendan the Navigator discovered the New World, I'm going to catch a beatdown. But I'm fascinated to know what Eric Adams meant by this anti-Christopher Columbus theory that he spoke about from the Black Baptist bully pulpit yesterday. I believe that Satan got hold of him. Yes, the Antichrist only I could have seen his forehead to see if the stamp of 666 was imposed there. An anti-Christopher Columbus theory, 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 an anti-Christopher Columbus theory. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Satan got hold of Eric Adams in the bully pulpit of that black Baptist church. And he was speaking with a forked tongue, speaking in tongues like politicians do. Do as I say, not as I do. But he was talking about an anti-Christopher Columbus theory. Now I ask all of you, what the hell was he talking about? Do you think any of the whitey, whitey press corps will confront him? And say, Mr. Mayor, what did you mean by the anti-Christopher Columbus theory? Of course not. Do you think our weak, feckless, fold-like-a-cheap-camera news department, led by Flippin' and uh, Layden, will confront the mayor and his spokespersons? Of course not. Because they figure out, leave well enough alone. No, 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 no. Ladies and gentlemen, I will get down to that. Because I believe... That it was no longer God speaking through Eric Adams at the end of his diatribe of one and a half hours as he auditioned to become a holy roller. But rather, it was Satan himself who spoke right from the belly of his beast. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. So 
this is the McWhitey Whitey segment. Obviously, Macedonian Phil is up there dancing to the average white band, as is Lou, as is Noam Layden, as is Flippin', as is this uh, Caucasian persuasion group of reporters and those who are behind the scenes. They love average white band. As Scotsmen, can you get any whiter than those members of the average white band who chose the name because they said this kind of music is just too much for the average white man? Uh, And so why am I playing this blast from the past? How many times was this song played when the brothers and sisters first heard it on the radio, whether an AM station, active-minded, or an FM station, FM standing for feeble-minded, fornicating madly, freaking morons, free marijuana, or Frank Morano, and thought that this was the brothers playing the horns. Hey, Maceo and the Mac, the James Brown, do it! Because as white men, we have to pick up the pieces. We're now having to answer for our whiteness. The Rasmussen poll had a question that said, Is it okay to be white? Is it okay to be white? And the President of the United States responded to that right before he went to Alabama. And by the way, you know, I'm not, I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know where the power is. I know where the You think I'm joking. I learned a long time ago about the Divine Nine. The Divine Nine. Now, as much as Mastonian Phil, as a white boy, follows basketball, which is played in the professional level predominantly by blacks, you have any idea, Macedonian Phil, what the Divine Nine is? Of course you don't. You're ultimately too white, as are you, Lou, who uh, didn't even make a showing at the annual St. Patrick's Day Parade in the Rockaways, nor did Sid Rosenberg. I did, though. I filled the void. We'll get to that momentarily in the Sid rap. Nobody here seems to know who the hell the Divine Nine are. What do you got to watch that Spike Lee uh, movie, remember, about black fraternities in Atlanta, Emory College, etc.? That if your skin was too black, you weren't being accepted by those whose melanin content was lighter than your darker content? <sighs> Could I hear that again from the President of the United States, please, please? And by the way... You know, I'm not, I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know where the power is. I know where the power, you think I'm joking. I learned a long time ago about the divine nine. So the power, according to uh, Joe Biden, is with black fraternities? I don't understand that. But then on this, the beginning of the St. Patrick's Day parades, of which they're, by the time the end of March comes... There'll be 10,285 alone in our tri-state area. He had this to say about being Irish, too. Well, I just want you to know, I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. Well, now, wait a second. Let me get this straight. Uh, I'm white, but it doesn't mean I'm stupid. I'm Irish. It doesn't mean I'm stupid. To be honest with you, I've used that statement many, many, many times. Oh, no, I don't have a drop of Irish blood in me. 
Although at the parade on Saturday, my oldest son, Anthony, whose mother is Polish, all Polish, whose father, yours truly, although his stepfather is David Patterson, I don't know how that plays into effect, but uh, let me not digress. Uh, I'm part Polish, part Italian, but he shows up with kilts and a bagpipe, and he's speaking Gaelic, speaking in tongues. I'm still trying to figure that out. Oh, we'll be going into that in the Sid rap. But this was a weekend where even on Saturday Night Live, you were challenged in the weekend update to be white. Silver creator Sky Adams' racist rant was in response to the results of a poll that asked respondents the question, is it okay to be white? Oh, I'd say it's more than just okay. (laughs) Well, he was absolutely correct. The results of the poll for all you McWhitey-whiteys out there, 72% of Americans polled by Rasmussen said it's okay. Uh, to be uh, of the Caucasian persuasion, to be a Caucasoid. But 28% said it's not. Now, what's the addendum to that? We know the black people, those with uh, dark melanin content, could bleach themselves white. We saw that with the pedophile on a pedestal, Michael Jackson, and obviously slamming Sammy Sosa, who's whiter than any white man alive. He's constantly using the Clorox bleach. But I know that there is a man here at WABC who straddles the boundaries of being an angry white man in the mornings, Monday through Fridays from 6 to 10 at Sid Rosenberg, and yet does everything he can by hitting the tanning salon maybe twice, three times a week to be red and then hopefully brown and to hopefully develop melanin content. I have noticed that as an average white man, Sid Rosenberg in the mornings has been losing his temper, arguing, red-faced. I know a lot of that is the tanning salon. Just too intense for too long a period of time, shooting hypercritical sentences from underneath his very hostile eyes, especially towards those whose complexion is their protection. And let's face it, if you look at the career of Sid Rosenberg, and he would be in agreement, on more than one occasion he has jeopardized his career to make a living. Oh, yeah, that's throwing salt in the wounds, isn't it, Lou? Going back to the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers, and then all of a sudden Imus and his entourage and Lou were put up on the shelf. Oh, yeah, there was no hiding from that. And then who uh, piled on, right? Who piled on, right? It was Al Slim Shady Sharpton. It was Barack Obama. And they were just unmerciful in piling on. And by the way, it was Eric Adams, too. Uh, Need I remind uh, Sid Rosenberg, who's like ebony and ivory with Eric Adams now? I would suggest that Sid Rosenberg look in the mirror and say people who look like he does made all those rules. And made them for other people who look just like he does. So it follows that most white men, most of the time, expect most of the rules to work as Sid Rosenberg does. But he's going to have to battle himself. You know, this is sort of like, what could I equate it to? With all the whales that are washing ashore, we've had like 25 whales wash ashore on the Jersey Shore. South Shore, Long Island, down there in Virginia, the Tidewater Peninsula. It's sort of like Ahab chasing the pale whale that took his leg. 
He's not going to rest, and he didn't rest until he rectified what he thought was a terrible wrong. And that's that's what uh, that's what Sid Rosenberg is doing by trying to reach out and befriend Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who used to be a follower of Scooey Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam in the 1990s. But there are times where you don't have to plead for equity, equality, or whatever that newfound woke term is. If you happen to be Bernard Adams, the younger brother of Eric Adams, who was brought up from Virginia Commonwealth College where he was parking cars to lead the security detail of the NYPD to protect his brother as the mayor, with the thought that he would be there to thwart white supremacist attacks, none of which have manifested. There hasn't even been a threat of that here against Eric Adams' administration or anyone attached to the administration. So Bernard Adams, after a year of being forced to work for a dollar, because originally his brother, Eric Adams, through nepotism, wanted him to be hired as a deputy police commissioner at $242,000 a year. And the Department of Investigation said, hey, that's conflict of interest. You want your brother, you pay him a dollar a year. And so after a full year of service, Bernard Adams resigned the other day. And I saw him in a restaurant. He sat at one table. I was sitting at another table. Found out he lives in Canarsie, something I'm familiar with. All roads lead to Canarsie. That he lived near Spring Creek, which has a rat infestation problem. And he said to me, maybe you can help me with my rat problem. I said, I could. I would if your brother hadn't told me to go F myself when I said I'd be the rat czar back on January 7th. But we had a good old laugh. I got to tell you, Bernard Adams, unlike Eric Adams, always has a big smile on his face. He should. He's opening up a consulting firm. And you know, if you want to do business with the Eric Adams administration, Bernard Adams' complexion will be his protection. And let's face it, you want to get the ear of the mayor. You're probably going to have to go to his number one lobbyist, Bernard Adams, his brother. And speaking of your complexion is your protection in the Eric Adams administration, Providing shelter is a family affair in homeless services in New York City. I mean, it's already bad enough we're spending $5 million a day, $5 million a day to house the illegal aliens pouring in across the border from Mexico into Texas. And then with federal tax dollars, Catholic Charity, which is turned into a syndicate, a racket, puts them on buses, puts them on planes, puts them on the Amtrak, and they all want to come to Nueva York. Now there is another uh, path of entry. We see them uh, slogging through the snow up in the Canadian border that separates uh, Canada from Vermont. Hundreds are pouring across from Mexico. And you say, well, how the hell did they get to Canada without passing through the United States? Well, because of NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Association, you get to trade in illegal aliens. You could catch a flight in Mexico City. You're an illegal Mexican. And because of NAFTA... You can go right to Canada, and then you sneak across the border from Canada into Vermont or into New York State. And this is happening on a regular basis, and we're spending $5 million a day on it. And guess who's making a lot of money? Her name, well, her name is Valerie Smith. And who's Valerie Smith, you ask? It's Jocelyn Carter's sister. 
That's right, Valerie Smith, even though she doesn't have the same last name, is Jocelyn Carter's sister. Who's Jocelyn Carter? She's the administrator for Homeless Services, and she has rewarded her sister with a staggering $1.7 billion in contracts to run homeless shelters in the city as vice president of New York City housing programs, which is based in Yonkers. How the hell could they be based in Yonkers? <laughs> Our money is being basically laundered to Yonkers. And it's all happening through the Eric Adams administration as the one thing that continues, whether it's black mayors or white mayors, it's the corruption train. Because they all want to be wine dined and their staff wants to be pocket lined at our expense. Check this out. It's the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Spectacular! Now, here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Boy! As I uh, appeared with Sid Rosenberg this morning, as his fiend is foe, not kissing his tuchus, uh, as the rest of his friends do throughout the week. I'm on 7.05 Monday, 7.05 Wednesday, 7.05 Friday, as the antidote to his uh, self, we'll call it absorption of everything Sid. But this morning, I must tell you, Lou and Macedonia Phil, it was uh, excellent to hear him opining for his wife, uh, Danielle, who had traveled all the way to the land of the rising sun to compete in the marathon. She did quite well, and she was returning. And it uh, showed a side of Sid that oftentimes we don't really hear because he's all full of bluster, I and me, not us and we. So I was... Really, really taken aback by that. And then all of a sudden, uh, his guest hostess here is talking about how she has nine guns in Florida. I'm trying to remember what her name was. Liz Pipko, big trumper. And then she talked about her life in Florida as being one in which she has nine guns. She's Annie Oakley. And then immediately Sid reverted to what he normally says about himself and in this case, his beloved wife, Danielle, that he was opining for. Now, what happens if you get in a fight with your husband, Darren? Aren't you afraid that at some point somebody may use something in the cabinet? Or, or that You guys don't get that crazy. Like me and Danielle, somebody's going to die. Oh, I you, promise you. You yeah, two should yeah, not have guns. Yeah, someone's going to have no, a die. Right. But, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, right. No. Who's right? Everybody knows that would be a mistake. If either Danielle or Sid had a gun or they had a gun on their premises or they had a carry permit, at times, like most husbands and wives, uh, in a heated moment, they might end up uh, pulling a Alexander Hamilton and, what was that, Raymond Burr? Or was that Aaron Burr? Oh, Aaron Burr. Oh, Raymond Burr. He was a pedophile out there off Catalina Island with the Filipino boys. Anyway, then I didn't have a chance to play this cut because... Um, what Sid has decided to do is embargo any time that I criticize him on other shows. 
But this was uh, Sunday night, the new Vinny Madugno show. He's moving up the ranks. He's now on 8 to 9 before I come back for, like, my umpteenth time on the weekend. And we were sticking a shiv into into the fact that you, Lou, did not play disco all day on Friday morning. Sid Rosenberg really violated this pact that he had made with all of our listeners. Vinny, I know you've upheld it. I've upheld it. He declared that he would have um, Disco Friday, right? All the songs, every Friday morning was supposed to be Disco. When I came on at 7.05, he was playing the Beach Boys. I'm telling you, we have to take Sid back to his roots, to the new pastels out on Richmond Road in Staten Island, which is like a clone of the old pastels in Bay Ridge. It really is. And I fault Lou for playing the Beach Boys. I mean, what a shanda. What a disgraziata. And then I let the world know with the new Vinnie Madugno show Sunday nights from 8 to 9 before I reappear that Sid was MIA at the St. Patrick's Day Parade in what he claims is his home away from home, Bell Harbor, in the Irish Riviera. He was Irish for a day, too, out in the Rockaways. Curtis kissing babies, taking pictures. I swear you really are New York City's mayor, my well, friend. Well, I had to do that because who is missing in action? A man who talks about, oh, I live in Bell Harbor, I'm Rockaway. Now, Sid, missing in action, Rosenberg. He wasn't even at the St. Patrick's Day Parade, which is the start, Vinny, of 10,852 St. Patrick's Day Parades that we're going to have all through the March month of St. Patrick's. And every time Sid talks about his friends out in the Irish Riviera, notice they always seem to have a vowel at the end of their name. Very few Irish. That was evident by his failure to appear in the parade on Saturday. And then we knew it, the litmus test. If you could get FaceTime on a national TV network, Sid, would you throw your beloved Donald Trump under the bus? CNN will put me on every day, MSNBC, even Fox News They would put me on every day as long as I abandoned Trump. Do you think that my resolve and my loyalty for Trump would have me say no? No, Let me flip a coin here. (laughs) No. Yes, you would. Are you kidding me? You would hate that guy so much in an instant. Yep. If it it meant a camera was in your face, are you kidding me? There's no doubt he'd throw Trump under the bus. Like almost everybody else here at WABC, they're TV people, they're not radio people. And Sid, if he could be a TV peacock, he would turn on Trump in a second. And then lastly, here it is, first day of Purim, two days of Purim, not a mention from Sid Rosenberg at all. Let me let, let me cut right to the chase. You're there, yeah, yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're kibitzing back and forth with Dove hiking, right? I said, I walk in here, we have Esther here who's sitting here. <laughs> Here's Sid I'm saying, I said the gnome lady out there, who uh, actually you should know is a red diaper doper baby. He used to go to commie camp as a kid. And you know who his, his camp counselor was? Matt Drudge in communist camp. Oh. Yes. I mean, you couldn't be any more anti-Jewish. I said to him when I came in, where's the hamantash? Where's the dreidel? Uh, he's going, could I borrow your red sateen jacket and your red beret? I'm going to a Purim party later. What, you're going to have schnapps and sponge cake? Yeah. Well, wait, where's the Hamantaschen? Why don't you have a Purim parade on Newport? Why don't you have, yeah, say, hey, you had your St. Patrick's Day parade. We're going to have our Purim parade in honor of one of the worst mayors of all time, the little Jewish Nebuchadnezzar Schmendrick, a beam, huh? You know... Sid Rosenberg, you should take that menorah and impale yourself because you always wanted to be an Italian stallion. 
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.